Alright, what's going on everybody? How you all doing? Welcome back to the Movies Anytime podcast. We're in 2020. This is basically what I'm going to uh, consider season 2 of the podcast. Um, again, I apologize if it's a little echoey. Just got a new house, so we're still kind of setting everything up. A um, little bit of an update on that. We finally got our shower put in, so I mean that's been kind of nice. Um, we aren't able to use it yet. We have to let it sit for a few days to let everything dry and all that. But then, uh, then after that, we're going to be able to use a shower. And then, uh, we got a few of the walls patched up. We still have a room, parts of the living room and a bedroom to do in terms of patching. And then, uh, and then the main bedroom has some very small things that need to be patched. Then we can texture the walls and then, uh, Eventually we'll do the floors, but uh, once the floor or once the walls are textured, I'll actually have my room and I can get a little setup going and uh, hopefully things should sound uh, a little bit better and I'll actually be able to uh, actually do more things that I've been wanting to do, but uh, whatever. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and move into the main topics of the podcast um, one thing I actually want to, uh, I've added to the podcast that I want to talk about is some new releases coming out this week, um, in terms of, like, Blu-rays and stuff like that, uh, movies and whatnot, um, I would like to talk about those. Um, I guess I could also talk about video games as well, um, I didn't think about that till just now, but I don't think there's anything video game related really coming out in the moment. I'm actually gonna go to, uh, Google and look up the 2020 video game releases chart um, right now. Let me give me just a second here because I don't know. This would actually be a good chance to um, look this up because I don't know exactly. I don't think anything is really coming out until maybe February. I think is when the first real stuff starts coming out that, that I would be interested in. Um, like, I know Persona 5 Scramble is supposed to be coming out. Um, at least I think... I don't know if that's just the like the Japanese release or if that's an Ameri or if that's the American release as well. But uh, whatever. So we'll take a look at that as well. But uh, we're going to do that a little bit later on. We're going to look at that stuff later. We're going to continue... Uh, we're going to start off anyway with the trailer segment like we always do. And, you know, we just had the new year, um, you know, the New Year's holidays and whatnot and Christmas. So not really a whole lot to talk about. This will probably be a little bit of a shorter podcast, especially as compared to the last one, which was a little over two hours. Um, this one will definitely be shorter than that. It might even be shorter than an hour just because there's not a whole lot to talk about this time around just because we're getting done with all the holidays and settling into the new year. But I do want to talk about um, something that really excited me was the new A Quiet Place Part 2 trailer. Um, I really loved the original film. I thought it was great. I really loved how... Um, I really liked the concept of the creatures in that movie. Um, where it seemed like, you know, a lot of horror movies have been kind of revolving around a gimmick which is fine um gimmick kind of comes off as a bad word but it's it's not a bad word as long as you utilize that gimmick well um 
But a lot of horror movies have been really clinging on to like a gimmick of some sort, and it hasn't always panned out. And A Quiet Place, not really being a horror movie, I guess more like a thriller, um, but it really had a really interesting con concept that I really enjoyed, and I really liked that you actually got to like see the creatures and stuff like that. And I really liked how minimalistic the movie was in terms of dialogue, because you really have to be quiet. So I really enjoyed those portions of the movie. And the movie... The first movie was excellent. I really loved that movie from front to back. Um, you know, just how they adapted to living this way. And, like, when the baby's born, like, how they even go through with even giving birth to a baby in, in this world, I thought was really weird. But really interesting how they kind of worked around all this stuff, too. Um, but that stupid fucking kid with the spaceship, I swear to God. Um, but anyway, talking about specifically this A Quiet Place 2 trailer, um, a few things kind of surprised me. In, it looks like it's going to go back a little bit to day, what is it, one or whatever, when everything started. And it's really cool. You get to see, um, like, um, all these people running around, you know, all the chaos and everything. Um, it's mainly just, uh, the scene they show in the trailer is mainly just Emily Blunt in the, uh, in the vehicle, but, um, it's, it's really cool. We get to see a little bit of a flashback to kind of see like how it all started. Uh, I wonder if they'll go more into detail. Um, who even, who even knows if they can, because they could have it set up to where they don't even know like how this all started. Um, I guess it just depends, but past that, like the movie looks like it's really well directed. Um, but I have to say the trailer does kind of lead the I guess the story of this in a pretty predictable way where it's Emily Blunt and the kids trying to uh, travel somewhere else somewhere safer but um, they meet these group of people that seem to be nice but they kind of provide some inf information that leads you to believe that a lot of the world is pretty you know fucked a lot of people turned pretty bad and aren't really trustworthy and that's a very, very expected way to go in terms of a story like this, I think. Um, it's kind of like the logical progression of a thing like this. Um, however, it does seem like through multiple parts of this trailer, it shows kind of uh, going back to when it all started. And it seems like it may do that for a few of the other characters as well, not just Emily Blunt. It seems like it's going to do that with uh, some of the other characters that are going to be involved in this movie um i it does seem like maybe it's going to be a little bit more i don't want to say action oriented because it's not like it's an action movie or whatever but like there's a scene in the trailer um where emily blunt or not emily blunt uh the kids i think are getting chased in the in like this warehouse thing and you could see the creature like breaking shit behind them um, I think it's going to have, like, more stuff like that um, than the first movie did. Because the first movie really only had that um, pretty much in the last, I would say, probably half hour of the film. Um, which is fine, which worked for that movie. Because A Quiet Place 2 was very much just, like, a very simple film in its execution. But it seems like A Quiet Place 2 is amping it up, but not too much. Not making it feel too... I guess, quote-unquote, Hollywood, too blown out, too exaggerated or anything like that. And I do really appreciate it for that. It doesn't seem like it's going too crazy with its premise. 
And um, I did want to look it up because it does have, um, a, you know, really uh, a really good cast. Um, you know, you have Emily Blunt, who is fantastic. She's a great actor. But it also has that um, that black dude in it who's in a lot of stuff now. And I, for the life of me, I can never remember his goddamn name. Um, oh, God, I don't even know how to say his name. Jimon Hunso? I don't even know. Like, he's in a lot of stuff, though. He's a great actor. Um, he was in that, like, just off the top of my head, like, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, comes to mind. Uh, that's... The Legend of Tarzan movie comes to mind. Um, I think it was in a Marvel movie. Um, Captain Marvel. He was in Shazam. Um, I see his... Uh, I'm looking at his IMDb page now. The new Charlie's Angels movie, for some reason, he was in that. Uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, which I actually quite enjoyed that movie. Um... Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff, and he's a really good actor, and I really like him a lot. Um, I want to see who else is in this movie. I want to see if I recognize any of the uh, Cillian Murphys in the... I didn't know he was in this movie. Hold on. Uno momento here. Cillian Murphy's in this movie? Did I see him in the trailer and I just didn't recognize him? Does he have, like, a beard or facial hair or something? Because, like... I understand why people get confused when Superman puts on the fucking glasses, because the second you put one hair on their face, I fucking can't recognize anybody. Um, but I'm not sure if I recognize any of the other names on this list, but I am uh, I'm super excited for the movie. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. And it looks, uh, just a lot of the camera angles, the cinematography in the movie just looked really good. I, I don't know why they stood out to me so much, but, and I really liked that the movie has color. A lot of, you know, post-apocalyptic movies stuff can seem really gray and blown out. Or not blown out, but like really dull. But this movie seems to have like actually like real life color. It doesn't seem like they're adding any filter or anything to make it look more depressing um, or more down. You know, it, it just seems like they're filming the world which is kind of nice um get out of here kidder my cat wants to be a pain in the ass um but yeah i'm super pumped for the movie it's coming out soon like march i think of 2020 so that's awesome uh the next trailer i want to go and talk about is um i believe i wrote it down right is it gretel and hansel um can't yes Gretel and Hansel um I saw this is the first trailer that I saw for it that was released on the the 2nd January 2nd um and I actually kind of really want to see this movie I don't know what it is about it because the trailer doesn't really show a whole lot but it seems really creepy and it seems like a very kind of I'm not even sure how to phrase it kind of like a not like an awkward movie to watch, but like a really, a very concentrated, paced movie. It, and it doesn't seem like it's trying to be like really action oriented. It's not really trying to be too horror oriented. It's just, it's a very, it seems like a methodical movie. And uh, has a lot of really cool imagery. Uh, looks like really dark magic stuff. I really like the way, whereas like I said that, you know, A Quiet Place 2, I like that it has color. I really like the fact that Gretel and Hansel seems to be really 
dark and dreary and it's just um it, it just seems different you know it seems like an interesting spin on this tale um, it looks like it has some really cool imagery and stuff like that and i don't know i just for whatever reason i kind of really want to see the movie and i think i will watch it i don't know if we'll see it in theaters it just depends what else is coming out around that time i believe it's coming out this month i believe it's coming out in january the end the tail end of january um but i don't know it seems like a really interesting movie i don't know exactly what it is about it and i don't recognize any actors in it um the kids i definitely don't recognize um but i wonder i wonder if the old i wonder if i recognize like the witch or the old lady um oh wait a second hold on oh okay i think i do know this uh this chick that's playing gretel um sophia lillis isn't she the chick that was in the uh the new uh it movies uh hold on let me see yes she is she's in that the new it movies oh yeah in that weird nancy drew movie that came out that's kind of weird but um yeah okay so i do know her uh she's actually a good actor i liked her in in the uh the it movies um even though i wasn't too fond of those movies as a whole um uh, but who's playing i don't know the witch's name from the fairy tale so i could i could go through this whole list of actors and i wouldn't know i think it's this alice krieg lady um looks like she was in thor the dark world star trek silent hill movie sleepwalkers carnival row i don't uh i don't remember her in that in that show but um yeah i i don't know why i just i kind of want to see this movie it looks interesting to me every once in a while I'll just see these movies that i normally probably wouldn't watch but for whatever reason i want to uh and this one i really want to see um and i need to go i actually want to it's being released by orion pictures which i thought is kind of weird um but i'm going subscribing to them so i can see their trailers when they release in the future um that's all the trailers that i saw for this for this week um not again not a whole lot dropped or anything just because we were getting into the new year and stuff like that uh so we're gonna go ahead and move on we're gonna talk about the stuff that i picked up my pickups um and i got three things here um which was kind of nice actually adding some more stuff to the collection as it's kind of slowed down a little bit with the move um but i did pick up star wars jedi fallen order which i do have some impressions to give on that in the tail end of the podcast because i did play a few hours of it um the fanatic which is a movie that um i had to get if anything just to be in my blu-ray collection it's a movie that needed to be in the collection um but i am gonna watch it i want to see how terrible it is or if it is terrible i've heard some pretty bad things about it um but it's a movie with john travolta directed by fred durst of limp biscuit and i i had to fucking see it i've heard it so bad um, but we'll see. And Fred Durst has directed a, a few movies. One of them I know is actually pretty good. And he's acted in, you know, a handful of things, but I had to see this movie. I heard it's really bad. I heard it's really weird. It has John Travolta in it. I mean, come on, man. And I didn't even know, like, I remember when this movie was coming out for, like, a limited theater thing, but I didn't know when it was getting released on Blu-ray. Like, I did not see it 
anywhere. Like, I usually keep up with Blu-ray releases on it and everything. Um, I keep an eye on Blu-ray.com, and I even keep track of a, a DVD website just so I know, like, what's coming out when. And I did not, I do not remember seeing that on there. But I went to Walmart because I wanted to pick up Jedi Fallen Order. And I saw it on the bottom row in the new release section, and I was like, oh my fucking god, I have to get it. Um, and then the last thing I picked up was Game of Thrones Season 8, because, um, you know, I do watch Game of Thrones. I'm not as much into Game of Thrones as most other people are, um, but I do enjoy Game of Thrones. I think it is an enjoyable show, and I've not seen Season 8. I've only watched Game of Thrones when they came out on the in their Blu-ray or DVD sets. Um, so um, it was about time for me to pick that up. And I picked it up a little bit sooner than I probably normally would just because it is the last season. It's ending the show, and I don't need to... I don't need to worry about it anymore. So um, unless the side... Unless when the side series or whatever, the spin-off series that HBO is doing comes out, and maybe I'll watch that. Maybe I'll feel obligated to because I have all of Game of Thrones, so... Maybe I trapped myself in this dark pit of fucking Game of Thrones bullshit, but um, I'm excited to watch it. I know a lot of people had a lot of bad or negative opinions about season eight, but I'm not as into Game of Thrones as most other people are, and I'm again, I don't feel like I'm as picky as a lot of people. Like if if it keeps my attention, normally I can give it just a <clears throat> like an okay based off of that, but. I mean, I'm not, and I don't know anything about the books or anything like that, and I don't even think the books are done, so it's like, what ending were they supposed to go off of? But um, <clears throat> I don't think, no matter what they did, they were going to please everybody. I don't even think they were going to please half the people out there, so they were pretty much in an impossible situation to begin with. But I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Game of Thrones Season 8 when I get to it, and uh, I'm excited to see the ending. Um, a lot of the times, endings don't, do it for me anyway um unless just through some stroke of luck they hit it out of the park but um i'm not expecting it to please me in terms of the actual like ending but um you know the journey up to this point the you know the seven seasons you know is fine like it's great like there's no reason to hate game of thrones forever because the the last season isn't particularly great or whatever and I don't know, it's like people don't remember that Game of Thrones itself is a pretty rocky, like, the first, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it, like, the first, like, three seasons of Game of Thrones is nothing but, like, political stuff, um, which is fine, that's interesting to watch, but, like, you don't really get into the really interesting stuff of Game of Thrones until about season four, so it seems like people forget that Game of Thrones has been a pretty rocky series, and I think in the future, Season 8 will be seen more positively. Um, but that's all the pickups that I had. I want to go ahead and move on to the new releases that are coming out. Um, we're going to be mainly concentrating on January 7th, which is uh, this upcoming Tuesday, because most things turn to be turn out to be released on Tuesdays. Uh, video games, a lot more video games recently have been getting released on Fridays. Um, so I'm going to look down this, um, I'm going to look down this list here on Wikipedia of the releases coming out. 
And it doesn't look like there was anything coming out on the 7th, but we do have stuff coming out on the 9th, which is Thursday for some reason. But it just looks like a tennis game and the Iceborne expansion for Monster Hunter World, so nothing really to talk about there. So that kind of, uh, yeah, that that works for me. That, uh, that works for me. So not really much video games coming out, but that is fine. Um, so we're going to go ahead and just talk about the, uh, the Blu-rays that are coming out. And I'm trying to fucking... get Chrome to fucking work with me here. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the Blu-rays that are coming out. Um, actually, some really good releases coming out this um, this Tuesday, January 7th. Um, some stuff that I'm really happy to see. Um, like, we have Joker coming out January 7th. Um, fantastic film. God, it's such a good fucking film. Um, that is coming out. Um, I believe it is also have it is also going to have a, um, a steelbook come out. Um, I think through Best Buy. I think Best Buy has the uh, has the exclusive like steelbook for that. And then I think Target is going to have like an alternate cover like a Target exclusive cover or something like that. Um, but Joker, really good film. Um, if you did not get a chance to see it um, in theater, um, please pick it up on Blu-ray. Fantastic movie. I think everybody should should watch it. It's a really, really good fucking film. Um, let's see. I want to see... I'm trying to go to blu-ray.com and go to their release calendar but fucking i don't know why it's so difficult for me to get here and now i'm seeing the releases i don't want your theatrical release dates fucking christ uh, um god damn it whatever um i will hold on i'm gonna figure this shit out because now it's gonna piss me off New Blu-ray releases. What is what is this? Is this it? Is this what I want? This is. Let me go to this. Why is it showing me for fucking December? Like what is going on here? I have it on. Like I have it listed on my phone. Like I have it bookmarked on my phone, but for whatever reason, it doesn't want to show me the full month of January. It just wants to show me January third for some reason. Like. Is it only going to show me the, oh wait, maybe I, ah, here we go, got it. I don't know why this fucking doing this, so I'm just going to look at the whole list here. I, ha I have a note, I have like a notepad open with like the ones that I wanted to uh, talk about specifically, but I also want to look at the list just because if there's anything that I'm missing. Um, so the Joker's coming out, talked about that, really great fucking movie, please watch it. Uh, another one that I'm super excited for and I'm probably going to buy it day one is The Lighthouse with William Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Uh, really been interested to see this movie. Uh, seems to be in black and white about these two guys stuck in a lighthouse. And um, William Dafoe, fucking phenomenal actor. And Robert Pattinson is a fantastic fucking actor. He doesn't get enough credit because of the Twilight movies, but he is a great freaking actor. And he's played in a lot of just like really cool um, like indie films or 
you know, like B films, stuff like that. A lot of like movies, a lot of people don't really pay attention to. And, uh, just to see these two actors act together in this really weird film, uh, playing what look like to be really interesting characters. I'm really excited to see this movie. Um, again, probably one I'm going to pick up day one just because I'm super excited to see it. Um, it's probably up there as like one of my most anticipated movies to get my like hands on just so I can watch it. Um, let me go down this list here. Let's see. I thought there was one. I want to make sure that this other, yes, it is. Okay. So, um, black Clover, the anime, uh, Funimation has been doing a pretty good job of releasing the parts for it. Pretty timely. Uh, seeing as how the anime is pretty deep in at this point. I think it's over 100 episodes in at this point. Um, but Funimation is releasing Black Clover Season 2 Part 2. And I do know um, that they have actually announced already Season 2 Part 3. And Part 3 is going to have, uh, just like the first season had, um, Part 3 is going to have a collector's box that you can get to store all of the parts of Season 2 in it. So... Um, they did announce that I believe that is coming out in March. So actually like only like, you know, like two months apart and the sets are coming out. So that is really cool. Um, damn cat. Um, let's see. I don't think there's anything else coming out that day that is really interesting to me. Um, Sentai Filmworks has an anime coming out called The Girl in Twilight. I don't know anything of that particular anime, but... Anytime Sentai Filmworks releases something, I tend to keep my try to put an eye on it just so I know because Sentai Filmworks they release some good good shit. But I think that's about all the things I want to talk about in the new releases coming out for January seventh. Um, let's go ahead and move on to uh, my reviews slash thoughts of some stuff. Um, first thing I'll talk about is uh, Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. I saw that in theaters uh, just before the end of the year. And I believe I saw it like a day or two after the last podcast. And I'm not huge. I'm going to preface this now just by saying I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I don't really care for Star Wars. I don't find it that interesting. Um, I have a lot of respect for the original movies, for what they did and what they accomplished in terms of cinema and stuff like that. Um, but in general, I... I don't really care about Star Wars. I didn't see them till I was like a teenager. And by the time that I saw them, I had already seen so many other movies that impressed me more than Star Wars did. So Star Wars didn't really leave an impression on me because I had already seen so, so many other different movies up to that point that were, you know, that you know, took what Star Wars did, but I, but to me, in my opinion, improved upon it. And so it was hard for me to really get into Star Wars. And I just don't particularly, I just don't particularly care about Star Wars, but specifically with the rise of Skywalker, um, episode seven, the force awakens was okay. It was a fine movie. I can take it. Um, the Last Jedi is probably, in a lot of ways, I could almost consider it my 
favorite Star Wars movie only for the sole reason that it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. And I think that actually gives it some positive points in my book. Because, as I've said, I don't really care about Star Wars. I don't really like Star Wars. So, a Star Wars movie that doesn't feel like Star Wars um, is actually a good thing to me. Um, but I understand for most other people it's not. For diehard fans of Star Wars and whatever, I know that's you know not the case. So I understand, And I know why a lot of people will hate Episode Eight and how it basically did nothing to progress anything really um in terms of story it, it didn't really accomplish anything so that's kind of when you get to the problems with the rise of skywalker where the movie had to basically make up for episode eight as well it basically the rise of skywalker had to be two movies which you know is unfortunate because that really made the rise of skywalker feel really rushed and um or not like rushed that none of the movie felt rushed but it felt like the movie was moving like a mile a fucking minute like so many things happening so fast so close together um it was pretty fucking ridiculous uh, how fast that movie fucking moved. And being it like 2 hours and 20 minutes long. It is crazy how fast that movie goes. And I really think it would have been. Like the first half of the Rise of, the Rise of Skywalker. Could have been episode 8. Like if they took the first hour of the Rise of Skywalker. And added... You know, and treated that as the general story, and then just added an hour, an hour to it to make it a two-hour length movie, and just kind of you know paced it more appropriately. It could have been episode eight, and then the second half of the Rise of Skywalker, you know, add another hour to it, spread everything out more evenly, uh, write it a little better. Uh, could have been the full episode nine, but unfortunately, that's not the case. The Rise of Skywalker had to basically make up for two extra movies and. You know, for two movies, not two extra movies, but for two movies, or had to make up for a extra movie. And, I don't know, it just felt really fast-paced. There were some scenes that were, like, resolved really quickly. There were things that didn't make, like, any fucking sense. Like, uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but, like, the scene with Chewbacca and the that that ship um blowing up there that didn't make any sense like they explained it away like they explained it a little bit later in the movie so that it would make sense but there was nothing visually in that scene to coincide with that explanation so it seemed really weird didn't really make much sense a lot of the movie was predictable like the the lando stuff was really predictable. I mean, obviously, you knew that if you saw the trailers and stuff like that, you knew he was going to be in the movie, but he, like, you know when he pops up. Like, it's no question. You're not going to be left guessing. It's not going to be a surprise. You know when he pops up. And, like, the C-3PO stuff, um, and again, I don't want to give it away, but, like, when they do what they do to C-3PO... 
it gets reversed pretty quickly. Um, and I guess not like super quickly, but quicker than you would think. Um, just a lot of, I have a lot of writing and pacing problems with the movie. And then the ending, the, the name of the movie, The Rise of Skywalker, like they want it to mean something, but it doesn't feel like it means anything because the movie moves too fast and it doesn't feel like it earns that name. Um, and it's hard to say why without giving any, any spoilers or anything, but it just, the movie doesn't earn that, the, the Rise of Skywalker name. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's pretty much all my thoughts on Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I did not really care for it, to be honest. Um, I thought it was a pretty lackluster film, but um, I'm pretty much going to think any Star Wars film <clears throat> is going to be a lackluster film um, because I don't really care about Star Wars. But I did like Rogue One, probably because it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie and everyone died at the end. But, you know, like, not really just don't care for Star Wars. And it, at, at this point, it's going to take a lot for a Star Wars movie to really impress me. But anyway, um... Next, I want to go and talk about Doctor Who series two of the, uh, you know, of the revived series or whatever. The first series with uh, David Tennant as the Doctor. And give me just a second here because I kind of want to go through Doctor Who is an interesting series. And I kind of want to go through the episodes and kind of give my opinions on um, like each episode as it goes because I feel like it's I feel like it's it's kind of important to talk about each episode because they're kind of all the episodes are so different um I'm gonna need to get a drink though Ugh. much better um so let's kind of um talk about this so I guess we're going to, because for whatever reason they include the Christmas special, at least on the IMDb list for the list of Doctor Who episodes, they include the Christmas Invasion episode in with Season 2, which makes sense because it's David Tennant or whatever, but um, I don't know, it feels weird to include it in that season, but whatever, we'll talk about that, that episode. Um, I thought the Christmas Invasion episode was just kind of okay. Um... I thought the ending was good, but the, I don't know, the whole, the whole lead up was a little bit lackluster to me and, you know, um, the doctor pretty much being in a coma the whole time was kind of annoying and I understand why they did that, why they wrote it that way. It, it, it makes sense, but, um, a good chunk of that, of that special, the Christmas invasion just was a little bit meh to me um no part of it was particularly bad um just putting the doctor in a coma was just kind of weird uh let's see here so the first what i'll what i'll consider the first episode in season two is a new earth episode um which i thought was like i thought was pretty interesting actually um with basically like 
the hospital infecting all the people with like all these diseases and stuff like that using these humans as like guinea pigs and shit like i thought that was actually kind of interesting um a pretty interesting concept and i thought they made earth seem pretty interesting as well um although i'm not sure how i felt about the fucking what's her name coming back the skin lady coming back and like um possessing rose i thought that was kind of weird but overall i thought that was i thought that was a pretty damn good episode um i really did like the tooth and claw episode with the the werewolf and stuff like that how it kind of goes back with um i believe it pretty much goes back to the founding of like torchwood and stuff like that um but i thought that episode was really good as well i really think they incorporated like the the werewolf and his weaknesses um in a very interesting way i just i really liked that episode school reunion was oh that's the one where they meet uh that chick who uh sarah jane was that her name something like something like that um i thought that episode was really good um i thought the villains were maybe a little weak um but you got to see was it k9 the little robot dog he was awesome i liked him a lot um the girl in the fireplace i thought was a really interesting episode with them being stranded on the ship and they have like mirrors that go back in time um and they and they need this chick to finish the because they include like they incorporate human parts into the ship and stuff like that and they need that chick specifically that chick um i thought that was a really interesting episode and i really like how it kind of um jumps back and forth between different moments of that girl's life and she is you know meeting the doctor at different points in her life or whatever um really that was a really good episode i i look back on that episode really fondly actually uh the rise of the cybermen episode i thought was i thought it was okay um i thought it was really interesting to see this you know similar world but you know different like just a little bit different in parts like seeing the blimps and stuff i thought was pretty cool but the rot the lead up to the cybermen i thought was kind of weak you know nothing like the none of that episode was particularly bad or anything like that i just think um there are some episodes of game or of not game of thrones fucking doctor who that um no episode so far i think has been particularly bad it's just kind of like i don't know some episodes are so much more interesting than others and they kind of really do stand out uh you have the age of steel which is pretty much part two of uh the rise of cybermen which you know they're i don't feel like i really need to talk too much about that that kind of already gave my opinions on that one but uh oh uh the idiot's lantern the one with the tvs um people's faces getting sucked from the tvs i thought that was a really good episode that was really interesting kind of gave me like um x files vibes at time like i thought it was i thought that was a good episode let's see uh the impossible planet um i believe that is the one with the uh the one with basically satan in it and the uh like the asteroid that's in the suspended state like near a black hole or something like that um that was a good episode it's kind of jarring though and it's a two-parter um it's kind of jarring though when you get to the end of like the second episode 
uh, episode nine, the Satan pit. And it's fucking like literally Satan is, is right there. Like this, that was kind of weird. That didn't feel very Doctor Who to me. Like I, like I didn't think they were actually going to have Satan in the episode. This is very weird. Uh, but overall, those two episodes were good. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, you're actually going to have Satan in it. Um, I don't know. Uh, the next episode, Love and Monsters, was... I don't know. One of those weird episodes where it's like uh, the Doctor and Rose were side characters for that episode. And they took it, the episode took a perspective of another character who's kind of trying to look into the Doctor. And it has this guy who's trying to... who just kind of rushes in and tries to lead the this group of characters and then he ends up like absorbing them and some shit like and their and their faces show up on his body like really weird um if any if i learned anything from that episode it's that doctor who isn't particularly strong when it's not concentrating on the doctor um so, I mean, but that episode was okay. The ending was nice. I really did like the ending and how it kind of came together. Um, let's see. What's next? Fear Her. Um, I really liked that episode, too. Also gave me kind of, like, X-Files vibes at time where this little girl drawing pictures and she could kind of trap them in the pictures. Um, I thought that was a really cool episode. Um, although I thought the Olympic kind of, like, the Olympic torch, the Olympic storyline kind of weaved in that episode felt kind of oddly out of place. I don't know what that was about, but that was a really good episode. And then we have uh, Army of Ghosts, which is a uh, is an interesting episode. It's a two-parter with Doomsday, and it's um the first episode Army of Ghosts isn't all like is okay, but I think it's really episode 13 Doomsday that really kind of takes the spotlight because that's a really good episode um especially when you get to see the interactions between the cybermen and the daleks um you know the the way they talk to each other and stuff like that i thought was actually kind of funny um and that that was like thinking back on it like that really was a good episode and i really it was a really good ending i think to uh oh guys i'm yawning but it really was a good ending to uh, to series two, and I thought the way that it ended with um, oh fucking what's her name, Rose Tyler, like uh, that ending with her going into like the other the parallel universe or whatever, I thought was really good, and was actually like surprisingly pretty touching. They did a really good job with the ending on that episode. Um, yeah, and more and more, I'm liking the Daleks. Like, I don't know why their screechy voices are kind of... I don't know, like, I thought it was weird the way they talked when I first saw them, but I really like them. They're, they, they, they're growing on me more and more. Um, but that's going to cover all the episodes in Season 2 of Doctor Who. And I'm really liking Doctor Who. I thought... Uh, season two of Doctor Who was maybe maybe a smidge better than season one. I think overall the episodes in um, season two were were a little bit better. I'm trying to think, I'm looking over the list of season one right now. 
think that's yeah because there are some weird episodes in season one that i don't know if i really cared for like the bad wolf episode i'm not really sure so much about that episode um although the first season did have the one the the two-parter with the kid with the gas mask those those were good episodes those were really good episodes too kind of also gave me x-files vibe but i think overall season two was probably a tad better than season one but i don't know if i'd say it's like a really like a real noticeable difference like it's only with me sitting here really thinking about it that um i think i would you know really say that i guess um but anyway uh moving on i want to go and talk about the movie uncut gems um i just saw this uh i believe on december 31st is when i saw that so it was the last movie that i saw in 2019 and um i was surprised that my theater got it it seemed like it was kind of like a limited showing movie but my theater for whatever reason got it and um i went i was like i've heard so many good things about this movie i've heard a lot of good things about it i need to go check it out went and saw it and fucking man i really liked that movie it was really fucking good i love seeing adam sandler um like just being able to let loose and just fucking like let him fucking curse let him be a douchebag like i really love seeing him in this character he was a really nice guy uh or not, not like a nice guy but it was a really nice character for him to play um i really enjoyed this fucking movie man i want to see um i want to check if the directors have done anything else um for this movie because i'd never i'd never heard of them before so i want to i want to see if they've done anything else it looks like can't do them i'm gonna have to look at them separately um but it looks like this one because it looks like one of the their brothers the first one is benny safty i don't i'm probably not saying that right i'm looking at his you know directorial movies right now and it looks like he's done a lot of shorts a documentary looks like most of the stuff he's done is shorts um although he has a movie here let me look at this one it's called heaven knows what and I don't even I don't even recognize this one, but it's another movie that he directed with his brother, whose name is Josh. Um, but I don't recognize that movie at all. Who are the actors in it? No one I recognize. Then he has one other one here that's titled Good Time. And uh, is that? Hold on a second. That's Robert Pattinson. I, I remember seeing this movie. I remember seeing him with this weird haircut. And I was like, what, what's going on here? Um, I thought maybe about watching this movie once. But I just never took the time to do it. So I'm going to put that movie on my list to give it a watch. But um, Uncut Gems was fucking a brilliant film, man. I have any complaints about the film. Because I think the film is really fucking good. And there's not a whole lot I can complain about with the movie, but if there's anything that I can complain about or would be a problem for me personally, 
it would be that um, it seemed like pretty... A lot of the dialogue in the movie could have been, like, improvised, I guess, because there are so many people, like, talking over each other, not letting another person talk, like, they're just constantly talking over each other and yelling at each other, and, like, as a person who gets super fucking frustrated when someone talks over me or interrupts me while I'm speaking, like, it's one of my biggest pet peeves, um, as someone who gets so irritated over something like that, and to see every single fucking character in this movie do that, like, you almost never have just, like, a you talk, I talk, you talk, I talk conversation in this movie. Every single conversation in this movie almost is, like, just everybody yelling at each other at the same time. And it literally made all the, like, receptors in my brain fucking fire at once and make me just want to punch somebody in the throat. Like, it was just so like frustrating to me that nobody would just like fucking calm the fuck down and try to have a conversation like a bunch of fucking adults you know um but other than that i think the like the movie is pretty just fucking like good all around um i don't particularly think the movie drags at any point um one of my other complaints and i thought about this while i was watching the movie is I don't know, like, the real point of the movie, you know? Like, usually when you're watching a movie, there's a point to it. The story kind of provides a point. But um, the movie just seems like, oh, we're going to show you two hours worth of this guy's shitty life. And it seems like when the movie starts, like, his life has already been in a pretty shitty spot for a while, so it's like, why are you just now showing this to me? Like, why specifically is the movie starting at this point? Um, because it seemed like the movie could have been, like, a fucking, like, a five-hour length movie because it seems like this guy's life has been going downhill for a little while. So it, I, the movie doesn't really tell me exactly why it needed to show me this specific point in this guy's life. Um, you know, until you get to the ending, but like, even then, like, you know, especially with movies where you can skip amounts of time to, to your pleasure, you know, you, the movie, there are just some things in the movie that are like, okay, but why did I need to, why did I need to see that? And then, like, the beginning intro of the movie, like, the very first, like, five minutes of the movie um, didn't seem particularly necessary other than to introduce something that you didn't really... Because there's a bit of dialogue in the movie that explains this object, and I don't really want to give it away, but, like, there's a... Adam Sandler literally recites some dialogue of this object and where it came from. And that would have sufficed. I don't know why. I don't think we needed the first five minutes of the movie to really tell us what was going on. I think Adam Sandler's dialogue would have been fine. I think people would have caught up relatively quickly. Um, 
But that's it, man. Like, otherwise, fucking great film, and I really hope you guys will give it a watch because it's a great fucking movie. Um, the last thing I want to go and talk about is Jedi Fallen Order, and I actually don't have a whole lot to say about this game because there's, it's not like the game is doing anything new or unique or anything like that. Um, but, you know, just for anybody wondering, I do think so far the game is pretty good. The story, I don't know if it's really doing it for me. Honestly, it's not, doesn't seem to be anything too spectacular. Um, looks like they're just trying to, you know, find these places, go through these tombs or whatever, and, you know, kind of, um, try to find some more Force-sensitive kids and whatnot to rebuild the Jedi, you know, whatever Force, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, the story doesn't seem like all that all there but the gameplay is really good i really do like the gameplay it's not like um <clears throat> it's not like hack and slash it's kind of like hack and slash meets like a dark souls type vibe um it feels very methodical you do kind of have to think in the combat i would recommend taking it a little bit slow um it does have some dark souls-ish elements like when you die you lose the experience you gained up to that point but it's not so difficult as to be annoying like how Dark Souls can be. Um, all you have to do, like when you die, that experience and everything you had pretty much goes to the creature or enemy that killed you. And then all you have to do to get that stuff back is just injure the enemy. You don't have to kill them. All you have to do is injure them, which I think is fine. The system works well, I think. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a problem. So I don't think you'll... I don't think you will have a problem with the game. It's not going to be like Dark Souls annoying, hard, whatever. Um, it also has some stuff like you have some Jedi meditation points where you can recoup your health and stuff like that. It's basically like a bonfire from Dark Souls. And if you rest at the bonfire and recuperate your health and stuff like that, the enemies do come back to life. So it, it pretty much is like a bonfire. Um... As I get another drink. But, um... Otherwise, I am having fun. I do like... I do like, um... The planets that I've gone to so far. Um... I do like the placements of the enemies. I think the placements of the enemies seems to be pretty smart. Seems to have been thought out. Um... Like I said, the combat is nice and methodical, which is kind of nice. I don't... You know, not just... You... You can, but it, it's not very beneficial to just run in there and start swinging your lightsaber around. Um, it is a little bit more methodical. I do like that it's a little bit more thinking-oriented. And, um, you know, the controls seem really good. Um, the game does kind of hiccup a little bit here and there. Like, the, the frame rate isn't exactly the most stable, but the game itself is pretty stable for the most part even if the frame rate ju does jump around a little bit um but so far the game is is fine you know it, it seems to be uncharted but with the the skin of star wars and you know that's that's fine that's what a lot of people have been wanting for a while and the game is good enough to uh i think to say to satiate a lot of people's appetites for something like that and um there have been some reports and rumors and stuff going around that um, a sequel is already kind of like in the works. So um, 
you know, I trust Respawn to kind of uh, make the improvements that they need to and make a, um, a good sequel as they did with um, Titanfall 2. So um, I'm going to put my faith in them. Even if I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan, I do enjoy the game because it is a good adventure game. It does have some really good combat. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the game. It's It's fine. Like, there's nothing, I don't think it's fantastic or anything. I don't think it's, like, game of the year or anything like that. But, um, I guess it would be game of the last year. But, I mean, it's, um, it's a fun game. It's worth, uh, if you really like Star Wars, I would recommend it. And if you've really wanted a good, you know, single-player, story-driven, um, adventure game, I think this is gonna be good for you. And if you like Star Wars, even better. So that's pretty much all my thoughts on Jedi Fallen Order. It's just, uh, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. And, uh, hopefully I'll have a little bit more to say on the story as I progress through the game, but I've only been able to play a handful of hours since I picked it up just because I've had all this house stuff going on. So hopefully I'll be able to put more hours into it this weekend and I'll be able to report in a little bit more on that. But that concludes my list of stuff that I wanted to talk about. I was able to fit all this stuff in in just about an hour, about my usual podcast time, so that is kind of nice. But uh, that's going to cover my list. That is going to cover this podcast. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all so much for listening. And be sure to, uh, if you guys want to leave uh, any comments or anything, you can do that on my Instagram, at moviesanytime. You can leave me some questions. I can bring them up on the podcast, or if you are listening to this, on Anchor, I do believe on there you can submit questions as well, um, and I can, you know, maybe talk about them in the next podcast. But thank you all so much for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time.